صوت أهل السنة والجماعة صوت مركز الصحابة نکاح دے مسنو دکھے دل کا مرہم نکاح دے مسنو دکھے دل کا مرہم یہ فرما گئے ہے رسول مکرم یہ فرما گئے ہے رسول مکرم یہ شادی ہے بے شک محبت کا زینا یہ شادی ہے بے شک محبت کا زینا باہاروں کی آمد صبا کا ترنم باہاروں کی آمد صبا کا ترنم نکاح دے مسنو دکھے دل کا مرہم یہ فرما گئے ہیں رسول مکرم السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ اہلا وسہلا ومرحبا بکم It's a beautiful Tuesday morning Brr cold rainy wet Tuesday morning on our program The Bliss of Marriage Haji Suleiman Esop says Molana it's Brr, it's cold, it's raining, and it's beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful rain. Just whether you just need to be at home, my beloved, wonderful listeners of Merkaz uh, Sahaba, the voice of Ahlus Sunnah wal Jama'ah. And of course, uh, let's welcome our wonderful listeners of uh, Sirius FM, Haji Faisal Asmal and Hafiz Yusuf Asmal and company. My beloved engineer, none other than Haji Suleiman Esop. He will be with us from now till 12-ish, insha'Allah. By the way, today is the 15th of Rabi'ul Akhir, 1445, which is also the 31st of October, 2023. Remember, our WhatsApp number is 084-786-3132. Uh, 084-786-3132. Three one three two international overseas listeners plus two seven eight four seven eight six three one three two. I'm getting worried, my beloved, wonderful listeners. I feel my throat and my voice uh, is coughing. Haji Suleiman, I think maybe because of the cold. But I am dressing warm in the mornings, Haji Suleiman. So, yeah, I think maybe it's maybe I'm not. He says, Malana, yeah, maybe you are. You are not uh, dressing warm uh, in the mornings. Because I can feel my voice is just a bit... Uh, 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 uh. Yeah. He says, no, Malana, definitely you need to see a doctor. <laughs> yeah, where are my wonderful listeners, Haji Suleiman Esop? Don't do that. Where's my beloved wonderful listeners, my family? Uh, please send me a message and say, Malana, uh, we're listening to the bliss of marriage. Uh, 084786. Three one three two zero eight four seven eight six three one three two international overseas listeners plus two seven eight four seven eight six three one three two. I've got one Maya says Molana. Don't forget our breaking news from our beloved Favila Tulustad. <laughs> 
Hazrat Mulana Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain Hafidahullah. I see everyone is talking about the QA last night, Ustad. Ustad, it's a beautiful, mashallah, uh, Tuesday morning. I know it's about raining, but the weather is Alhamdulillah. Haji Sulaiman Esop is full of energy, Ustad. Ustad, welcome to the Bliss of Marriage. Salamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Ustad. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum arafat jazakallahu khairan. Ustad, it's uh, 11 minutes after 11 uh, Central African time. Uh, breaking news from Gaza, Ustad, over to you. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasulil kareem. Amma ba'd, all praise due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Today is the 15th of Rabi'ul Akhir, 1445. And here's the news, Israel Hamas War Day 25. Thrown intercepted over Red Sea. IDF demolishes West Bank home of Hamas leader. That is the heading there. A rocket shot from Gaza hits a house in the southern kibbutz Nirim. No no one hundred. Palestinian health ministry says 70-year-old Palestinian killed by IDF fire in West Bank. Sirens activated in Gaza border community of kibbutz near Oz. Sirens sound in Gaza border communities. Soviet Yavish chairman slams Israel UN's envoy for dawning yellow star. So remember that that, that is a sign of their Holocaust business and so forth. Ori Magadish, that is soldier kidnapped to Gaza by Hamas, rescued in Israeli military operation. So there's a lady... So Israel escalates Gaza attack to pressure Hamas on hostages. So the more they try like that, remember this is what will happen. And the persecution of Israel Arab citizens, you see. So that is what they have been doing for 75 years. So that is what they should see. Threats, violence, and racist remark. Israel sees surge of hostility against Arab workers. So when they treat them like rubbish, then definitely there will be a reaction. Hamas atrocities blur lines between Palestinian left, pro-Israeli right in Latin America. So a lot of things going on in different parts of the world. And then here we have, okay, let me give you one from the United Nations this morning, which I heard myself. Okay, Netanyahu's cheap, depraved blame game for the worst day in Israel's history. So they again, he's in big trouble, that is Netanyahu. I sent out one nice poem regarding him. So I'll read it to you, mashallah. <coughs> and then here they have, one, one moment, I need the bathroom. So there they got there, the leader of Hezbul Shaitan, and he has to go to the bathroom toilet anyway. <laughs> and the passage. See, this is now the, the, the editorial of the Harris newspaper. They say you must end the torture or persecution of the Israeli Arabs. So that's in their editorial. It's a big statement that... You see that every day, if you take average, so you will find that there are 400 
Palestinian children martyred, killed, or injured by Israeli forces. This is every day. Can you imagine? So all, may Allah, protect us. We must remember this is what they want to do, and this is what they want to cause harm to our Palestinians, to wipe them out, and so forth. So therefore, the struggle continues, and we have to make it very clear. We stand behind Hamas, and we want that they must defeat Israel and the allies, and there are people who are supporting them. Here's the poem, <coughs> Benjamin Nay, Benjamin Nay, like a donkey you bray, like a donkey you bray. How many babies did you kill today? How many babies did you kill today? Even donkeys have more shame than you. Oh, you illegitimate Satan now, Yahoo. See? So beautiful one, one of the listeners who compiled it and they told me, please send it out. So we did that, mashallah. So, okay, now our program continues. So, mashallah, and there's another breaking news also. So, IDF soldiers killed by the resistance. So, mashallah, this will continue. We pray to all, Mithila. And today I sent out that one and I sent it to you, Mona Arafat, as well. That, remember, let me read that. That's very, very interesting. In fact, you must remember that how that person, you must remember who is, who belongs, you must remember to this, you know, what they'll say, that they are press and they are media. So what he had to say is something very, very fascinating, actually. So I'm reading it. It's from their newspaper. I read the whole article for you. And because it's a great victory. There's it here. Dani Yatom former Mossad chief. So this is not a small guy. He's a very big guy as far as Israelis go. And Yediot Aharonot newspaper, right? So this is the 30th, 10th, 2023. So that's yesterday, right? So what is happening? An Israeli-made Markava tank, the pride of Tel Aviv's industry, costing 170 million U.S. dollars, was wiped off the face of the earth by the RPG, rocket prepare grenade, RPG, right? I do not believe that, question mark. Was this seal fortress tank destroyed by an RPG? Has anyone seen that when our tank was hit by the shell, the ground shook and the tank exploded as if it had been hit by a bomb weighing a ton of stores? So I do not believe that. Who fights with them? Who fights with them? There are hidden ghosts that help them kill the Jews. Did the Lord of Moses and Aaron, that's Nabi Musa, Nabi Harun, abandon us? Did the Lord of Moses and Aaron abandon us? There is a hidden force that helped them and fights with them. Since October 7, they have not missed the target in their attacks on us throughout Palestine as if they have a, as if they had a satellite. Unfortunately, the end of the state of Israel is inevitably approaching. Deni Yatom. See that? So that's exactly what we are saying. The time is near. Nasrum min Allah wa fathun qareeb. Insha'Allah, there will be great one also. So you must remember this. So therefore, we, we, we're reading all these things out. So another youngster said something. Yeah, another one. Benjamin Ney sat on the wall. Benjamin Ney sat on a wall. Benjamin Ney had a great big fall. In his bunker he went to hide. 
Hamas made him swallow his pride. All the IDF soldiers and U.S. forces couldn't put Benjamin Ney together again. It's a nice one also. So, mashallah, <laughs> our children, our students, our people, they have sent out mashallah. So, all this, yeah. So, you say, I must put my name. Is your his? How can you put my name? Yeah, and he received it also. <laughs> <laughs> so, Allah, Allah reward you, listeners. So, mashallah. Yes, we will, inshallah. Keep on, you must remember, sending out this type of issues with the help and mercy of all Almighty Allah, Jalla I've got a, a, a message here from a listener that says that uh, Mufti Saab, uh, I'm looking for a decoder. I'm looking to buy a decoder. I'm in Peter Maris, Bagustan. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. So tomorrow is 1st of November. So we are coming to Marisburg. We have a nikah in our family. So inshallah that we will try. You must contact me again and we'll try and bring one for you inshallah. So just wait for a few weeks and so forth and then we'll come and bring one for you. You must send me all the details. Zero seven one triple eight one one eight four. Okay, let's keep the program now to bliss of marriage, and then there should be questions or the bliss of marriage questions, please. Ustad, uh, on my way to work, there was a ma that called me, and she says, please ask Mufti Saab that her husband passed away in a sleep. And she says also, must tell Mufti Saab, whoever assisted at uh, for Marhum Qasim Mullah, please, we're asking to ask for them, Ustad. I don't know if Ustad knows them, Ustad. From where, the Qasim Mullah? Uh, I think it must be, Ustad, you were there? I think I was for, no. So remember that Allah Jalla Wala grant Qasim Mullah Jannatul Firdaus and all those who assisted and rendered assistance in one way or the other, Allah Jalla Wala reward you and you, the family, the kala, the wife, the widow. So remember from time of death, you must count 130 days. That will be your iddat, 130 days. So that is the iddat, remember, and that is compulsory upon you and Enshrined mentioned in the Noble Quran. And thereafter also we must remember that the, during this period where of of Iddat, so you can't be wearing new clothes, you can't be wearing jewelry, you can't be applying henna and mendi, so all these type of things you can't be doing. And remember you have to stay at home and not go here and there and so forth. So all these are basic rules you should know. And from time of death, count one, three or days, whether it's Islamic calendar, or whether it's Gregorian calendar. <clears throat> Somebody wants to know, Ustad, that uh, obeying the law of the country you live in, is it wajib or fard? Because the see Muftisab says you will never ever support ANC, Ustad. So remember that our allegiance is to Almighty Allah, Jalla wa Our allegiance is to Mustafa Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Our allegiance is to Islam. Our allegiance is not to any person, any organization, any politician, or any government. And remember the golden rule in Islam, the hadith in Mishka Sharif, Ibn Majah, various hadith you will find of this nature. La ta'ata li makhlukin fi ma'asiyatil khaliq. Whether it's in a Muslim country, Arab country, non-Muslim country, so there is no obedience to any creation. Our own parents, our own teachers, our own peers up, our own whoever it is, prime minister, president, when the law is against Islam, then you must remember there's no obedience to that. If somebody's father tells him, go and buy alcohol, Allah forbid. So can you obey? Obviously you can't obey.
There is no obedience to any creation when it leads to a sin against the Creator. So each one of us should know that. So that is what we are believing in. As far as ANC goes, so you know that 101 laws they have passed that are against Islam, against every religion. So pornography is legal by them. Abortion is legal by them. So, and remember this, that all these laws they are passing now, Adam and Eve, Adam and Steve, Adam and Eve, homosexuality and lesbianism and the rights of LGBTQ and all. So which Islam, which religion, which Muslim is, uh, uh, is will say it's right? Nobody will say it's right. So therefore, we must remember. So keep it too, you must remember. Bless of marriage, please. <clears throat> Someone wants to know, Ustad, if boys are not allowed to see na-mahram girls, so how do they go for proposals to start? So you must remember that, as I told you now, that we believe in the Quran Sharif and in the Sunnah Mubarakah. So Quran Sharif teaches us Surah 24, Surah Nur, verse 30, 31. Tell the believing men that they must lower their gazes and protect their private part. And therefore we say TV also is haram. That when the woman look at the men, absolutely haram. And when the men look at the woman, totally haram. Quran is telling you that. <laughs> and remember Surah 24 verse 31, and tell the believing women, that you must remember they must lower their gazes, and they must protect their private part. So that is time. So marriage is not from now. Marriage is from time of Nabi Adam salam. Our own people, you see, let me explain to you what is the problem today with majority Muslims, whether South Africa, whether in Africa, Arab countries, Muslim countries, Western countries. Today, the West has bombarded us left, right, and center. We want to study Islam through the lens and through the understanding of the Western people because we suffer from the inferiority complex and so forth. So therefore, that is unacceptable. We must study Islam, understand Islam, which we call tafaqquh fiddin. That Quran says, liyatafaqquhu fiddin. Through the eyes of the beloved Sahaba and students of Nabi Salam, Quran Sharif states, fa'in amanu bimithli amantum bi. So if they bring Iman, similar to that what you brought Iman, you, the Sahaba, radiallahu anhum, then then you're on the right path. So now Islam says, you know, our system, if you just go back 50, 100 years ago, so how many of our own parents, how many of our own grandparents, they never saw the girl, the lady, till the day they got married. The father, mother said, oh son, you must marry that lady. He said, alhamdulillah. The lady was told by her parents, you must marry this person. They said, alhamdulillah. And you would hardly hear of any divorce taking place. Islam says it is permissible that when you are interested in a certain lady, so you go and see her, but you can't be alone with her. 
حبیب نا رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم سے لا یخلون رجل بمرأتین الا وثالث ما الشیطان that remember that no male and female who are strangers to one another can be alone but the third party there will be shaitan we must remember that so that is what we should remember so the shaitan lucifer remember will be the third party there authentic hadith in Mishkat Sharif so therefore the Islam is protecting our integrity Islam promotes a pure and a chaste society now take the western system take your schools take your colleges take your uh, your universities they have become modern day brothels your schools today in south africa alone over hundred thousand girls are pregnant in school so what do you call that go to university and all that when i go deliver lectures and so forth i stay there after the Jummah salat and sunnah nafil and then i tell them i'm here for one hour two hours Whatever question you got, you can ask, and then you must see what what things they ask. So the the problem is, it's a toxic environment. You will see boy and girl, boy walking, they kissing, and they busy with one another. Girl and girl walking, and they busy with one another, and all in the name of freedom of expression, freedom of speech, and freedom of lesbian, freedom of gay business. So therefore, we must think. The easy answer is that today we want to send our children to such institutions and then we say, no, make dua, they will remain on the right path. So the one Molana, he passed away maybe, I don't know, 10, 20, 30 years ago. Allah grant him Jannatul Firdaus. He answered it very well. He said that you send out our children in the rain and then we expect them not to get wet. So you must remember, so that will not happen. So that will happen. You must remember, you send them out in the rain, then they must get wet. <coughs> Somebody wants to know, Ustad, my stepfather only does for his kids. Yet he wants us to take care of his biological kids. Do we call him our father? Anonymous was that? So you must remember that, yeah, again, you don't ask the question and expect the answer. You must go back to the starting point. So you must remember there was a male. I don't know. Maybe his wife passed away or maybe he divorced her. Allah alone knows, right? And then there's a female. Again, we don't know. Her husband passed away or husband divorced her. And both of them, that male and that female, yeah. they both got children. So this is what you must know. So let's, let me give, just break it down so it makes it easy for you to understand. ABC has his children, right? He's the male. <laughs> XYZ has her children. What happened to their spouses? We don't know whether they were divorced, whether they were passed away. Okay, that's history. But now you must know when you're getting married, ABC, you got your children, XYZ, you got your children. So now these children, because their parents are totally different compared to one another. So this XYZ, this lady, her children and ABC, his children, among the children to children, Parda is compulsory. Now, how many Muslim parents are going to worry about this? I'm asking you. You're living in one house and you both got children, but the parents of these children are absolutely, completely different to the other. So the Ajnabi and the Ajnabiya, they total strangers to one another. So hijab, parda, compulsory. 
Now who is responsible for who? So you, you must remember the stepfather there, he is not responsible for the lady's children. If he pays for them for anything and so forth and so on, he's just doing a favor. And she, this lady here, that she married that man who has his children, she is not responsible for his children. So whatever goodness she does, she's just doing ihsan, she's just doing a favor. So therefore, all these type of issues supposed to be sorted out, you must remember, when at that time, before you got married, mm. not when you got married and now you have all these complexities and complications <coughs> and all these things there. So now you must remember what happens, that we go and start complaining. Must you call him father? No, you can't call him father. Quran Sharif says, Surah 33, verse 5, Ud'uhum li'abaihim wa You only call your biological father the father. Father is one, mother is one. So you call him uncle, or you call him, you must remember some respected name and so forth. But you can't say, you are my father, you are my, uh, my abi, or so forth. That is deception, you must remember that. And Quran said that that is unacceptable. Surah 33, verse number 5 so Ustad I need some advice my grandson is 9 years old he wants to play chess in school is that allowed in Islam Ustad? it's haram it's not permissible you must remember that go open Mishkat Sharif and see what the ahadis are in Arabic there's chess C-H-E-S-S I know very well we were not even mature and baligh and so forth and they would teach us about chess they would teach us about dust and all these type of things and that time they we hardly knew what is halal haram in this kind of issues the basic things we knew so remember that and we were not even baligh also so they told you you must play dust play dust and all that we just play to kill time and waste time so remember that it's not permissible for a Muslim person to go and play chess and so forth again see I give you another example the western powers the western school the curriculum will tell you play chess they will tell you you must learn see Muslim countries Arab countries they're introducing yoga and what and what and what since when all this is permissible if you study the history of yoga is associated connected to Hinduism so how can we as Muslims ever justify these things here so it's not permissible always remember Iman is we believe in whatever Almighty Allah stated and Iman is whatever Mustafa told us to do that we must carry out whatever Mustafa prohibited us from so that we must stay away from that so that is you must remember what Islam is all about Allahu Akbar subhanallah Ustad before we go for our breaking news because I did promise the listeners at every half an hour somebody said I have lost hope of Islam for my son. I have lost hope. I try to encourage him for salah, for namaz, it, and I end up swearing him. Wife gets upset. I have chosen to ignore now at namaz time. No Quran being read by him as well. Any advice to start? Remember that you, as the parents, you need to be, you don't have to tell me. You have to discuss this issue among yourself, husband, wife, parents of this youngster. 
So that when he was born and everything, so you gave adhan in the right ear, you gave iqama in the left ear, you made tahnik, all that. On the seventh day, you made the aqiqah, you gave the name Ahmed, Muhammad, Abdullah, whatever it is. And thereafter, you must remember, you gave out charity, you shaved the hair, and then you took zafran, saffron, and so forth and so on. So all that you did very good. But then the question arises, now when he was three, four, five, six, seven years old, were we good examples for him? You see? Mm. So you know you were not a good example. Did you not smoke in front of him? Did you not miss Fajr Salat and all these kind of things because you were watching TV the previous night or because you and your friends went for, you understand, to play some sports or whatever, call for whatever and all this. So that's the question we have to ask. How good an example were we for our children and so forth? You know the daughter will try and imitate the mother. The son will try and imitate the father. So that's the point number one. Point number two, did we really wake up not only Fajr time, Tahajjud time we're supposed to be up and crying to Almighty Allah and if you can't make it Tahajjud then every day at least Fajr time we should be up and during Salat, after Salat, all that we should be the ones reading this Dua. Chapter 14, Surah Ibrahim, verse 40, 4-0. رَبِّ جْعَلْنِي مُقِيمَ الصَّلَاةِ وَمِنْ ذُرِّيَّةِ Oh, beloved Allah, grant me Muqim salah that those make me of those who establishes the salah. So I only don't read salah, but I make others also perform salah. And then, وَمِنْ ذُرِّيَّتِي And especially my children, my progeny, رَبَّنَا وَتَقَبَّلْ دُعَا Oh, all my Allah, accept my dua. So that is what you have to do. And you have to be reading Surah 46 and verse number... <laughs> Surah 46 and verse number 15:15, the beginning of the 26 supara, 26 Jews, and verse number 15, O Almighty Allah, that bring about reform, piety, goodness in my progeny, in my children. O Almighty Allah, bring about piety, goodness in my progeny, in my children. So that is what you are doing. And then, my brother, you can never say that. That's very dangerous statement you're making. I have lost hope. I have lost hope. Hmm. That Quran Sharif teaches us, Surah 39, verse 53, and that is, La Never become disillusioned in the mercy of Almighty Allah, Jalla wala. when you start saying and making statements like that, that you have lost hope and so forth and so on. So that is a sign of people who are non-Muslim. Quran Sharif teaches us in Surah Yusuf, chapter number 12, La that the non-Muslims they lose hope in the mercy of Allah Surah 12 Surah Yusuf verse number 87 so make Tawbah Salat cry to Allah give out charity and inshallah become a good example role model for your children then you will see how things will change and inshallah you your wife your children all will start reading Salat and we all are sinners we all are transgressors 
But remember that to miss Salat is a very, very serious offense. Allah Ta'ala guide us all, one and all, to the right path. Ustad, let's uh, add this question of Abby to your breaking news. She says, AK, can we fight a fight to stop a fight not knowing who the innocent party is? Over to you, Ustad. You see, my sister, Abby, anything you want to know, so we'll find the answer and response in the Qur'an Sharif, the noble Qur'an, that is the direct speech of Almighty Allah. Or in the Sunnah, Sunnah is the actions, the teaching, preaching of Prophet Muhammad Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So he, the Prophet, peace be upon him, Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Unsur akhaka zaliman o mazluma. That you must have the one who's a zalim, the oppressor, and you must have the oppressed person. So the beloved students, companions of the Master, والسلام, said, We understand to have the oppressed person, but how do we have the oppressor? So Mustafa وسلم, tell him to stop his zulam, his oppression, transgression. So the hadith is authentic, open Mishkat Sharif, Mustad Ahmad, various compilations. So what we have to do, my sister Abby, that expose the Jutlas, the Zionists, the Israelis, and the murdering innocent children, and they are baby killers, and you heard what Netanyahu Bibi said, that they don't want the ceasefire, because his pride is not allowing him, it means it will be surrendering to Hamas and so forth. They say they want to kill and destroy Hamas, but they're killing more and more innocent people. I told you what the United Nations and that the children, they understand, all that federation said, whatever their name, they said that 400 children, from them so many are dying, so many are injured per day. So we have to stop the zalim, the oppressor, from his oppression. And that is what we must do. And that is what we are trying by naming them, shaming them, and destroying them in the media and any other way that is within our means. So that is what you must do, my sister Abby. Allahu Akbar. 11.40 a.m. South African time. Don't go away, my beloved, wonderful listeners. Stay tuned. Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaah. Mark Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaah. Well, it's 11.44 a.m. on this beautiful Tuesday morning, rainy, wet Tuesday morning. Uh, let's go to our breaking news in Gaza. Ustad, over to you. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Okay, this is what the latest one they got here. The Guardian reports of a British government official fired after calling on BM's Prime Minister Sunak to demand a ceasefire. So imagine that the Guardian, that's a newspaper there, right? Reports of a British government official fired, they, they fired him, after calling on Prime Minister Sunak, Richie Rich, Richie Rich one to wearing the Yalmuka of the Jutlas and the head that told that head kept on falling down. So he couldn't keep his head straight also. So to demand a ceasefire. So that's how they operate, you must remember. So all these Western forces are with Israel. So you must remember whether it is America, whether it is Britain, whether it's France, whether it's Italy and so forth. You can kill the babies, children. It doesn't matter. 
matter because they are Muslim children, Palestinian children. Their lives don't matter. So that is the message you are sending out to the world. And sooner or later, remember, you will pay a heavy, heavy price. And you saw already that Mossad chief, we read out his letter, what he had to say. So you can see all the hypocrisy and double standards. Therefore, we must keep on reminding them Bush, Blair, and Biden, and all of them war criminals, you must remember what what crimes they committed in Iraq. Half a million children were killed, and they said, yes, it's worth it, and nobody had to pay the price. So that is what they think about Muslims and Muslim children and so forth. And then they wonder why the Muslims are furious with the Western governments and Western powers and so forth. So what is the difference between the Arabic terms? Abi, Abba, and Abu. And which one is the best to use when addressing one's father who's dead? So you must remember, all are acceptable. You know, in the Arabic, if you say Abu is marfu, you say Abba, it is mansub. If you say, you must remember, Abi is majrur. So these are all Arabic terminology, and all are acceptable. But if you want really to use a good word, then you say Ya Abati. What you say? Ya Abati. With the ta in the end. See Quran. Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salatu salam, he sees a dream. And after seeing the dream, he tells his son that, Oh my son, inni arafil manam, anni azbahuka. I saw a dream. Remember prophets and messengers' dreams is wahi and revelation. So now I am slaughtering you, I am sacrificing you, all that. What do you say? Mada tara, he's testing his son. That what do you say, oh my son? So he the father the son says that in Nabi Ismail alayhi salatu salam. Ya abati. You see what he said? Oh my beloved father, oh my respected father, Ya Abatif Alma to Umar, you must carry on doing whatever you are commanded. So when you want to call your father with love, with respect, then say Abati, Ya Abati. So that is mentioned in Quran Sharif, chapter thirty seven, Surah Swafat, and verse number one zero two. So that is what we should remember that. Surah chapter thirty and verse 102. Mm-hmm. Ustad, I've got uh, Haji Ahmad Rashid Juma from Epic World Travel. He says, Muftisab, before adorning and going into the state of Ihram, can the Ihram be washed with fragrance stays of water or should it be just washed with normal water and sunlight soap, Ustad? MashaAllah, I don't know if you're going or who's going, but whoever is going for Umrah, MashaAllah, be very happy and every day read two rakat salat and beg Almighty Allah to make your suffer, your journey very, very easy, remove all the obstacles, impediments, keep on reading Surah 2, Surah Baqarah, verse 128, Oh, beloved Allah, that you show us the places of Umrah and Hajj. So, Makkah, Mina, Arafat, Muzdalifa, and Watub Alayna, forgive us. Obviously, Medina will come in before the Umrah, after the Umrah, whatever is convenient. And forgive us, that you, oh Allah, you are off forgiving, very, very merciful. So, let's say 
day you're living, today, this evening, tonight, whatever. So now you're ihram. So if you get it washed and so forth with soap or whatever you, so all that is permissible. You're not in the state of consecration. You're not in the state of ihram as yet. Yourself, when you take your gusal, you take your bath, you use soap, you use shampoo, all that is permissible. Now when you go into the state of ihram, you have found the one the towels. Then you read your two rakat salat. And thereafter, first you read surah Fatiha, Qul Yal Kafirun. Second rakat, you read surah Fatiha, Qul Wallah. And thereafter, you make your niyat. In any language, in Arabic, Allahumma inni uridul umrah. Oh Allah, I make intention for umrah. For So, O oh Allah, that make it easy for me. With the minni and accept it from me. So, O oh Almighty Allah, I made intention for Umrah. Make it easy for me and accept it from me. And thereafter, you will read Labbaik Allahumma Labbaik. Labbaik la sharika laka Labbaik. Inna alhamda wa ni'mata laka wal mulk la sharika lak. Now you are in the state of Ihram, and once you in the state of Ihram, Quran Kareem states, Fala Rafatha, Wala Fusuka, Wala Jidala fil Hajj, meaning in Ihram, no husband wife talk. You can't hold your wife's hand with lust and passion and desires. Yes, for security reasons, you're crossing the road, the street, that is permissible. Wala Fusuka, don't commit any sins. A person sways inside the masjid, a person sways outside the masjid. So both is sinful, but inside the masjid is worse, obviously. So you are now got the garb and the ihram on. You are the for Rahman, the guest of Allah. So guard your eyes, guard your tongue, guard your ears, guard everything. And smoking is haram. So many people in the state of ihram, they smoking. You're making dua. Ya Allah, save me. Save us from Jahannam and the hellfire. Allahumma jirna minan nar. But you started the fire yourself. And that is the... So remember, all that not permissible. Wala jidal. Don't get involved in arguments and all these kind of things. They without any need and so forth. Remember that. So all this. Now, good thing, you brother, you asked that question. That yesterday I wanted to answer it in Q&A but then there were time went away and I forgot also about it all of you pay attention to what I'm saying huh? so all of you who are going for Umrah these are two challenges two problems you will face now you Hajisab, your age is 40 50 years old so you can still manage but what about people who are 70 80 90 years old so the Saudi law MBS law Murtad bin Shaitan's law is this when you come from Africa, Asia, yeah, they, Europe, America, wherever, so you are coming in your ihram, so you perform your umrah, so that you do on the ground floor, okay? But for your nafil tawaf, voluntary tawaf, the women will do at the bottom, ground floor, and the men must all go on top. Now imagine all old people and so forth, so you don't allow them. So what you must do is you just wear the towels and you go. You're not in a haram. You just wear it like that. And remember, so remember, you don't have to listen to MBS and his cronies and so forth. It's not his haram. It's not his father's haram. It's not his grandfather's haram. So your Muslim is Allah Ta'ala's haram. 
but what they are doing there in Saudi now, this verse is applicable. وَمَيْ يُرِدِ فِيهِ بِإِلْحَادِمْ بِظُلْمٍ نُذِقْهُ مِنْ عَذَابٍ أَلِيمٍ That whoever intends بِإِلْحَادٍ and that is deviation بِظُلْمٍ oppression نُذِقْهُ مِنْ عَذَابٍ أَلِيمٍ Then we will unleash for them a painful punishment. So that is what is there. And for Tawaf, this Hadith, go open, Tirmidhi, go open, Mishkat, all that you will find. Ya Bani Abdimanaf, la tamnau ahadan tafa bihadal bait. So Quran is teaching us, authentic hadith is teaching us, you got no right to prevent people from making tawaf and so forth, but is the agent of the Jews and the enemies of Islam. So therefore, instead of making life easy, he makes life difficult. So therefore, you, the men who are there after your umrah, now you want to make the field tawaf, just wear the towels and go. <laughs> Nobody will ask you questions and there's no sin upon you. Why? You see the hadith I quoted just now. La there is no obedience to any person, king, ruler, prince, whoever, when it is against the law of Islam what they are doing. So, authentic hadith in Mishkar Sharif ibn Majah. So, that is for Makkah, all right? Then for Medina Munawwara, the hadith in Bukhari Sharif, Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ma bayna bayti wa minbari rodatum miriyadil jannah, the portion between my house and between the mimbar, the pulpit, is one of the gardens of jannah. So imagine you are going there for one week, for two weeks, three weeks, only once per trip you are allowed to go into Riyadhul Jannah. So now whose law is that I'm asking you? Is that Islamic law or is that MBS law? Uh, is his law? Is Murtad bin Shaitan's law? Do we have to listen to him on these issues? No, we don't have to listen to him. So if you got your phone and then you got your child's phone or you got your friend's phone and then you make appointment and you get the chance to go every day, every second day, totally permissible. Look at the madness of the situation. Just see practicality. My cousins, my family members does that because when they are there or when they come back, they tell us everything that how it is. So let's say you're going for two days, two days, three days, right? Because people, everybody can't take leave for two weeks and three weeks. So now, say you are in Medina Munawara for a short period, two, three, four, five days, okay? And now you apply on that app. So now to go to go in to get a chance in Riyazul Jannah. So then the result will come, the answer will come that on this date you can go. After six days, seven days, eight days, for example, you understood. So now, but by that time you're already leaving Medina Munawara, you'll be gone. So who gives them the right to prevent you from going there? They don't have that right there. Eh? So remember that. So by any way you can get it done, you must get it done. You can use other people's phones and so forth and so on. So therefore, on these issues, we don't agree at all with them. And we say it's not permissible to bring about these restrictions upon the Zairin, the visitors to Medina Munawara, the Mu'tamirin, the people performing Umrah, they performing the Tawaf and so forth. So all of you, you who are going for Umrah, because just now will be holidays, we know the matric exam started and so forth. And then after that, again, thousands of people will be going. And there are thousands of people from different countries. So you don't have to comply with them regarding these two rules. We need to be clear on this mm-hmm. issue.
Ustaz, remember the question I posed you regarding the father where he says, I have lost hope for my son. I think the son message now that some question says, move this up, but I don't smoke. I'm also trying with my salah as well, Ustad. Very good. So you must go to your father and tell him that, oh father, that now I will become a practical Muslim and I'm going to make dua for you daily. You are my beloved parents and you, the beloved son, you should be reading chapter 17, verse 24. And that is, Rabbi Rahamhuma, Kama Rabbayani Sahira. Oh beloved Allah, have mercy on my parents as they nurtured me, trained me when I was was a baby, when I was a teenager, when I was young, so you should read that. And the parent should read the dua I told you. Surah 14, Surah Ibrahim, verse 40. Rabbij al-ni muqima salati wa min zurriyati rabbana wa taqabbal dua. Both parties should make dua for one another and all parents should be reading Surah 46 and that is beginning of 26 Subara, verse 15. The ayat is a little bit long but in the middle you will find O Almighty Allah bring about reform piety goodness in my children in my progeny Ustad, I, I don't know if the word is bettering or battling the question says there are so many Molana's wives bettering I must be battling and then they tell the wives if you speak they want to see who will believe you because they are hiding behind the ulama what to do some are suicidal Ustad Okay, the way, we, obviously you must understand that we answer the questions as the questions are posed, remember that. And we can't paint everybody with the same brush. That's a big mistake sometimes people make also. So the question, I'll just rephrase it to make it easy and for you to understand. Some Maulanas are assaulting, hitting their wives, mm-hmm. and then they even got the goal and audacity to tell their wives, nobody will believe you if you go and tell them and so forth. They'll believe him, meaning the Maulana. And then that woman feels trapped and so forth. Then she feels that suicidal and so forth. So obviously it's totally haram. One side you say you're a Maulana. Other side you do all these kind of things. Did not all Maitella say, Surah 4 verse 19, وَآشِرُوا هُنَّ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ That you must treat your wives with love, with justice and equity. Did not Mustafa sallallahu hadith reported by Siddiqa Sayyida Aisha radiallahu anha that he Habibuna sallallahu sallam said khairukum khairukum li ahalikum the best of you are the best of you to your wives and your children wa ana khairukum li ahli I am the best of you to my wives and my children authentic hadith in Tirmidhi Sharif and I'll finish on this I heard this personally and I mentioned it several times before Hazraji Hazrat Mahana Masihullah Khan Sam Nawwarallahu Marqadahu of Jalalabad we heard him in his majlis used to say the whole world can say you are good but your wife and children say you are bad by all Maitya Allah Azza wa Jalla and by Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam you considered a bad person and the whole world can say you are bad but your wife and children say you are good by all Maitya Allah Azza wa Jalla and Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam you considered good so my 
My last advice to you, if what you are saying is correct, your husband is beating you up, battering you up, assaulting you, leave all the Jamiyads and Maulanas and Muftis and all the canting people like me and others. We can't do anything. We can just give advice. You must go and lay a charge of assault by the police and you can show them the signs and what have you that see these marks are here and all this. So that is still considered as a serious offense that when somebody assaults a female and the wife and so forth, that is my advice. If it's happening so repeatedly and all that, that the only way to solve the problem will be that. Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. صوت أهل السنة والجماعة صوت مركز الصحابة